You are listening to the acclaimed Professional by Choice podcast that is going to prepare you for the competitive professional world. Just like any sport, being a professional takes time, effort, practice, and commitment. With rigorous training and focus, you will know what it takes to be a professional. And now presenting your host, hailing from East Chicago, Indiana, the man, the marine, the legend, the all-knowing master of the professional routine, Chris Molina. Welcome to another episode of the Professional by Choice podcast. Today's guest is Emma Mesha. Emma grew up in the Atlanta Dunwoody area and the Cherokee County and Forsyth County. After high school, she worked various jobs, mostly in the service industry, and even moved to the Cayman Islands to work as a photographer at one point. But ultimately, she decided that moving back home was the best option for her. Uh, During that period, um, and after some health issues, she began training with her siblings who happened to be amateur fighters. Um, After a time, she did try a jujitsu class. She bought a gi and she never looked back. Um, That was a little bit over four years ago, which was the beginning of her jujitsu career. She's currently a blue belt under Bruno Frazzaro. And um, until this past year, Emma had never wrestled a day in her life, but she has recently had the opportunity of becoming a colleague wrestler while studying nutrition and psychology at Life University. Emma, welcome to the PBC podcast, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Chris. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited that you're here. I want to jump into a, a few things while I have you. Um, but before we get into all that, how was your day? Uh, my day has been uh, great so far. Woke up, made some breakfast, had some coffee, and went on a 5.5-mile walk with my mom. There you go. And, and from what I understand, you recently just uh, finished up finals for a semester in college, correct? Yes, sir, I did. That's got to feel good, right? It definitely has been. I uh, can't tell you the amount of stress that, you know, you don't even realize you're, you're feeling or carrying. And today I woke up just, okay, it's a brand new day because I, I finished my last final yesterday evening. That's awesome. And you don't have to study. There's no homework. That's got to feel great. It, it, at least for another week. So yes, it definitely does feel <laughs> great. So before we get into um, a few things about your story and the questions that I have, Do you have any current or upcoming projects or life events that you're excited about that you don't mind sharing with us today? Uh, Not anything specifically. Uh, Honestly, at the end of the season and the quarter, I was really excited to hop back into uh, training uh, jujitsu, but unfortunately with the the coronavirus, that's made it pretty impossible. Yeah, you can't Uh, do any no contact jujitsu, right? Nope, none at all. Uh, so right now my focus is just reading, keeping in shape and trying to spend as much time in the sun as possible. Yeah. I, I don't blame you there. I, I, I cannot wait until we get more sun here in the Midwest. <laughs> um, but before we get into the main topic that I want to talk about today, um, I, I know that you, you'd mentioned that you had some skin anxiety before getting into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. How did you overcome that? And, and for the listeners that, maybe don't know about um, jujitsu or Brazilian jujitsu, that is full on grappling. That's, that's, that's the whole, that, that's all you do in jujitsu. You're, you're very close to another human being. So I'm curious about how you overcame that anxiety. Yeah, uh, it was actually really difficult for me at first. And that's why uh, I said I had started or tried the class begrudgingly is uh, my sister, the amateur fighter, uh, was interested in taking an MMA fight. And up until that point, it only competed in boxing, kickboxing, and Muay Thai. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she was like, would you please come and take some classes with me and be my partner for this? Uh, And I just, I can't tell you how many times I put it off. I was like, "Ooh, mm, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Uh, But eventually I did get into it. And, you know, it, it was, it was a slow start at first, but I really, really fell in love with learning. And it was, it was just something so challenging to me. And Uh, I've always been a fairly athletically inclined person and Mm -hmm. the fact that it was challenging to me and made me feel physically dumb just ignited (laughs) a fire. It's it's almost ridiculous how much energy it takes to make another human's body do something that it doesn't want to do. Really is, you know, and it's it's so true. You hear uh, people comment on the fighting sports all the time. Well, why don't they just do this? Or well, oh my gosh, just move your arm right there. Mm-hmm. And until you do it, you truly cannot understand the difficulties and the amount of energy and exertion that it takes to 
warp somebody else's body. I mean, think about, you know, moving your own body is tough enough, but geez, sure. trying to force somebody else into another position when they're trying to do the same thing to you, it can be pretty <laughs> intense. Yeah. And you kind of answered one, one of my questions. So one, one of the, the first things that I like to ask my guests is why they chose the things that, that they chose. So for you, um, I was going to ask uh, uh, three different questions. Why Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Why wrestling? And why nutrition and psychology? Uh, so a lot of that actually goes back to the, the health issues I mentioned. Uh, sure. I've always been, you know, a, been a very athletically inclined person. And I went through a pretty bad relationship for a few years and mm -hmm. ended up gaining some weight. And, uh, you know, women's self-defense just became something that was uh, really close to my heart. And sure. that's why I specifically chose jujitsu. Mm -hmm. uh, or what, uh, not chose because, you know, I, I begrudgingly started it, but uh, one of the reasons why I fell in love with it or, uh, you know, is the whole art is meant for the smaller person to be able to use angles and mo uh, momentum against their opponent. Sure. And, you know, as you said before, you know, in the, uh, in combat like actual real combat there are mm. no weight classes sure. and you know as is the same for anybody if they're ever attacked male or female mm -hmm. uh and one of the things that's so great about that is it whether or not you become this uh insane fighter or you know just a completely talented fighter uh jujitsu gives you the confidence to know that your body has more power than you think it does sure and I think that's a beautiful thing about jujitsu. Um, and with nutrition specifically, uh, you know, with the health issues, I, uh, I started uh, training with my sister to prep for her fights. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the, the side effects that a lot of fighters and wrestlers see in their lives is, you know, a lot of them develop eating disorders. Sure. And that's something that I've always wanted to steer clear from. And, you know, even if you're very conscious of the fact that that can happen, those things do sneak up on you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I made it a, a point to uh, be able to take care of my body, take care of my weight, all the things while still being truly healthy. Sure. So I just kept reading and reading and reading uh, and just started trying to listen to my body and figure out what works for me. So uh, that's why nutrition became really important to me. And uh, I believe that, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. If you have a healthy body, you sure. have a healthy mind, healthy mind, healthy body, all the things. So uh, the food that you put in your body is very important. Um, and uh, also to another degree, uh, the types of food that you eat also really help uh, with injury prevention, inflammation, sure. And you're able to recover a lot faster when your body's working uh, at its optimum level. Yeah, and sick sickness prevention too, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. Although stress is <laughs> stress, unfortunately, gets me there. <laughs> sure, sure. And you mentioned something interesting that uh, I always try to uh, distinguish, or not distinguish, but uh, point out, and it's the the difference that we put so much on the difference between body and mind, and try to look at those as two separate things. And I try as much as I can to know that they are. Um, separate things that that sort of need uh, separate um, types of maintenance in order mm -hmm. to make sure that my body is operating and functioning prep, uh, correctly and properly. But uh, in my mind, the body or the mind is just another part of the body. Mm -hmm. And um, like that, I, I hope that we can get to a point where mental health is just a part of health. And we don't even use that phrase that much because we don't walk around thinking that, oh, I had a really good ankle um, health day today, or I'm working a lot on my foot health, like uh, the, the, the way that we switch or, or, or distinguish those two, I'm hoping is something that uh, um, not goes away completely, but hopefully we can just look at it as health in general. Does that make sense? You no, know, it actually makes perfect sense to me. And I, I think that's a, a really great point. Uh, I've never heard it worded that way. Mm -hmm. But Unfortunately, mental health is kind of like that elephant in the room that people sure, don't sure. like to talk about. And I, I think it, I, I don't know, I think everybody struggles with it to a different degree per, uh, individually, mm -hmm. but it is something that everybody uh, has to work with. Everybody has to be concerned about their own mental health. Sure. Uh, you know, we go to the doctor to uh, have our, our blood work done or, you know, whatever, a yearly checkup, but, you know, people think that 
those that go and have their mental health checked up on must be nuts, right? Yeah. And like, yeah. I wish that we could we could change the way we look at that, but that's a whole nother conversation. Maybe I'll invite you yeah. back and we can talk about that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, no, <laughs> I'm the one that opened that can. But um, um, so you answered why BJJ and why nutrition. So why wrestling and why psychology? Uh, psychology, I'll just say this really quickly. It's just something I've always been very interested in. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have this tendency to want to help everybody. I love talking to people. I love nurturing. I love building people up and it's just something dear to my heart. I want to be able to one help myself, but also those around me. And one of the best ways to do that is to understand how we work. Um, And then with wrestling, uh, it's just a very physical sport. It's something that it, it was a challenge. I never really specifically thought that I would become a collegiate wrestler, Mm -hmm. but I started going to this little wrestling gym, not little, but this wrestling gym down the road from my parents' house called Morris Fitness. And they offered a, an open mat on Sundays, which I mean, if you're in the the grappling world, you know, uh, unless you are part of a wrestling program as Mm -hmm. an adult, it's pretty much impossible to find uh, a place for you to wrestle. Sure. There are not many options for people who are older. And uh, I just started going to this place to the open mats and they started helping me out. They were very kind and just, I think, honestly excited that a girl walked into the gym <laughs> and wrestling. Sure. Uh, and I just wanted to really just to supplement my jujitsu. Sure. I, uh, you know, there, there are guard pullers in jujitsu and there are people that do takedowns or mm-hmm. throws and I'm not a guard puller and I really wanted <laughs> to, to really train my takedowns. And that's something that can be difficult because most class, most gyms don't really like to do them in class just because the chance of injury really increases sure. when you have, you know, all these white belts trying to blast double, mm-hmm. you know, one of their teammates. It's just not generally does not go very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I looked to wrestling. I found out about this place and started going. And then uh, funny enough, you know, I, I, I get a teased sometimes for my Instagram, but it's opened up a lot of doors for me. Sure. I posting videos, you know, just of my less than my less than stellar takedown. <laughs> I had so many people say, you know, hey, have you thought about wrestling in college? Have mm-hmm. you thought about this? And at first for a couple of months, I was like, okay, people, let's, let's slow down a bit here. That's probably not going to happen. I'm 29, almost 30 years old. Like, mm-hmm. come on now. And uh, people just kept asking me and asking me and you know something I thought about a lot I was like wow that's really enticing but who am I kidding is that just chasing some you know childish fantasy that I'm gonna go and be this uh, college athlete Mm -hmm. and uh, eventually uh, you know a couple months later somebody else had asked me again and I was like you know what yes I I really am actually interested in that Mm -hmm. and I mean not 15-20 minutes later I, I get a a message from the head coach at Life University saying, hey, do you want to meet with us and talk about possibly wrestling? That's pretty and, cool. You know, the, the rest is history. It was so funny because I, I messaged her and I was like, okay, I think, I think I better let you know ahead of time though. I'm 29 years old. Sure. I, I really hope this doesn't take me out of the, you know, out of the pool to, uh, or the, take me out of this uh, opportunity sure. and her response just floored me it was that's absolutely okay and if anything that we would like for uh our team to have an older athlete and that just uh it, it floored me it made me excited uh gosh I can't even tell you the feelings that flooded through me but man it was a really cool opportunity and I just told myself you know what this is not something that's going to come along every day I, mm-hmm. I can't think about how many people would love to have this and I'm going for it. Absolutely. And I mean, how much that, how much you're going to benefit any gym that you go back to with all of that knowledge. Um, yep. That's really incredible. So, um, going back to gyms and whenever I say gym, so (laughs) I'm going to try to not use, um, too many phrases that are just, uh, common amongst people who, either practice or enjoy mixed martial arts because some of the listeners might not know. So whenever I said back to your gym, you and I know what that means. Um, That's Mm -hmm. specifically back to your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gym. 
because wrestling and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu are both grappling, both um, both in that world, but um, fundamentally are, are pretty different. Going mm-hmm. to what I want to talk about today with you um, is it's mastery. And um, knowing that uh, from everything that I've seen, um, heck, it's even in your um, Instagram handle, um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu seems to be your absolute passion. Is that correct? Yes, sir, it is. That's awesome. And so Am I correct in assuming that most BJJ practitioners who are successful are completely obsessed with it? Like they eat, sleep, and breathe that stuff. Is that accurate? 100% accurate. (laughs) And so can you speak a little bit to the pursuit of mastery when it comes to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and what that that looks like? Oh, gosh. I mean, that's that's everything from how you handle your diet, your water intake, uh, the amount of hours you train. and on top of that, it costs a lot of money to do so as well. How so? Uh, not only, oh, sorry. How so? How, uh, w- w- other than, I'm assuming, the only thing that comes to my mind is uh, having to pay to um, um, train at a gym. Are there any other costs that come along with it outside of the, the gi, I guess? Ooh. Uh, absolutely. So one, the, the gym membership, you're not going to find anything cheaper than $130 a month. Okay. A lot of gyms are average around $175 a month. Uh, you have your geese, which you should probably have more than one. And they're going to, the, unless you get one on a really good discount, they're going to be $120 and up. Okay. Uh, I've got a paltry amount in comparison with some, and I've got right now four. Okay. Um, then you also have no gi, so you need you have to have you know your spats and stuff for that. Yep. Uh, cards. And then co- competing. So mm-hmm. there are some opportunities for people to compete in super fights and make a little bit of money. I say make, you get you know like a couple hundred dollars. Sure. You know if you win, and depending on how you win. Uh, but the uh, the biggest competition uh, organization for jiu-jitsu or the most popular uh, worldwide is going to be the IBJJF. Okay. And you have to pay to compete. Sure. Uh, and not only that, uh, most, of pe- most people will – like it, competition is where you learn so much. Uh, you talk to any coach – they're going to say, compete, 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 compete. Sure. Uh, you know, there's only so much you can do in the practice room. It is entirely different when you go out there and everything is on the line. Uh, but there are not very many local competitions for people. So a lot of people travel. Uh, I've traveled to South Carolina, California, Portugal, uh, where- innumerable places uh, sure. Texas I went to Texas last year uh, and just that trip alone I can't tell you how much money that cost me I flew out there paid for my hotel paid for my rental car and in my first match I fractured my hand mm. so then I also had my medical bills on top of that and then even if you're not that big of a competitor to where you're really pushing yourself to mm-hmm. travel and compete uh, the wear and tear on your body is pretty pretty impressive to say the least uh so i I would say that uh, just buying tape is an investment on its own (laughs) you'll see you'll walk into any gym and just the beginning of class you'll see everybody taping up their fingers their ankles all (laughs) the things and then chiropractic care on that i mean when you think about it you're literally bending your teammates and they're bending you into little pretzels Mm -hmm. uh you have things popping out all the time people break stuff uh you know you've can have your knee blown out just from having somebody heel hook you in two seconds. Mm -hmm. So most, you know, most competitors have had, you know, at least one surgery. Uh, I mean, one of my uh, dear friends, Jessie is still uh, come like, she's already back on the mats and has been for some time, but she still has issues with the knee surgery she had a couple years ago. And uh, you know, I can't tell you uh, begin to talk about the cost of going through, uh, an ACL surgery. Sure. So. And yeah, that's so unfortunate that, uh, athletes that are so dedicated to a sport don't have the type of, uh, medical insurance that, uh, we would all hope that they would have, but I'm sorry, I interrupted you whenever you were talking about what, it, what the pursuit of mastery looks like for, uh, BJJ practitioners, um, Sorry, I I don't even know where you were going when I interrupted you. (laughs) No, you're totally fine. Uh, uh, I can't even remember where I was, but uh, honestly, the scheduling is one of the hardest parts. Uh, You know, the the gym has its own schedule. And on top of that, a lot of people like to uh, 
train on the side before and after class on the weekends, open mats, uh, you have uh, all these people have full-time jobs, you know, and, and they still come in after work straight from, from the office or wherever it is sure. that they work and they put in three to four hours every single evening. And on top of that, they're doing their strength and conditioning on the side. If, I mean, if they're really serious about it, you're, mm -hmm. you're running, you're doing your cardio, you're doing your lifting for injury prevention, just to also to build strength, all the mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a lot that goes into it. You know, your diet, you have to be extremely organized in order to have that hectic schedule, uh, sure. and be able to keep that up for any amount of time. Uh, and then, you know, just the, the traveling in itself too, sure. you have to put that on hold. I personally am not in a relationship and I've, uh, talked to a lot of my girlfriends about this. Uh, you know, it's, it's very, very hard to date, uh, when you are that competitor because, you're gone every sure. single evening. And then yeah. on the weekends, you're still training during the day. You're probably trying to compete if there's something in town. Uh, and you also have to put a lot of focus on your diet. It makes it much more difficult to go out, eat whatever you want, go and get drinks with somebody if you're of age, whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, guys specifically, I, I know that they're always like, oh my God, my girlfriend really wants me to come home. And then, <laughs> you know, you also have these, uh, gender norms where you know the the, the woman's supposed to stay at home so sure. uh you know that's something uh i specifically tell people whenever a guy's interested in me i'm like oh hold up just so you know <laughs> disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> jiu-jitsu comes before everything so and um, i could probably murder you if i wanted to <laughs> exactly <laughs> and it, you know and just even the 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 simple fact that, you know, it, it, I rarely even meet people outside of the gym uh, sure. since starting jujitsu. I have never dated anybody that's not in the fight community. Mm -hmm. uh, just trying to explain the amount of time, energy, money, effort, everything that goes into it to somebody that is not a part of that. Sure is usually it's, it's, it's pretty futile, man. And I, before we started this podcast, I had mentioned to you that, um, um, I've dabbled here and there in, um, Brazil Jiu Jitsu and probably the, the, the most consistent that I've done it was, a like a four month span where I was going twice a week. Um, and I loved it. And mm -hmm. that is the most that I've gone, but even as a, um, observer, I, me loving, watching like a quintet or, or anything that I can get my hands on as far as Brazilian Jiu Jitsu goes and mixed martial arts, watching UFC and, and Bellator. Some of my friends just don't get it. They're like, Oh, you're watching all the fighting again. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and if, if I would even talk to you about it, <laughs> a fraction of what I would want to, you would probably think I was even more crazy because you wouldn't understand yeah. any of the things that I'm saying. <laughs> um, That's so, so I, true though. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting that, uh, I asked you what it looks like, the, the, the pursuit of mastery in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and you didn't really mention any of the technical stuff. Like it, it, I, I find it interesting that you didn't mention the amount of drilling that you have to, doing, you have to do or, 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 or the stretching or um, going over um, different moves. And I've even heard some people t um, um, carry around notebooks about uh, different transitions and, and different mm -hmm. techniques that they want to do. Can you speak a little bit to, to that? Yeah, for sure I can. Uh, one, I didn't really mention it. I, I'm actually also uh, a, technically a yoga instructor. I've never actually taught a class, okay. but I uh, have my 200-hour certification. Gotcha. Uh, and I do practice yoga in order to help my body as well. Um, the notebook thing is very true. I have one for jujitsu and one for wrestling. I keep them in my backpacks. We're supposed mm -hmm. to have them on hand for wrestling at all times because okay. you never know when a coach is going to ask you to pull it out. Sure. Um, and you'll be putting anything from technique to uh, how you're feeling emotionally and physically in there. Mm -hmm. um, the drilling, I, uh, I'm a very, very firm believer in drilling. You'll, if you okay. spend any amount of time on Instagram, you'll see very famous grapplers, uh, that don't believe in drilling. I do think, think that there's a time and place for everything. And I think that drilling is extremely important. And that is one of the things that I was excited for when it comes to the wrestling program, sure. because, and that's what I wanted to do with my, with my takedown specifically. Um, you know, there's only so much time a coach can spend with you in class and uh, drilling after hours, after class time 
is difficult as well, just because everybody's schedule is different. So, you know, we all like it, all the teams have little group chats on Facebook and stuff and you'll Mm -hmm. see people, Hey, can anybody be here before class or anybody, can anybody be here after class? And, you know, it can just be very difficult to get a set schedule for drilling. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think a lot of drilling is necessary. uh, And I do think situational drilling is probably the best. So once you get your foundation down for a technique, Mm -hmm. situational drilling is personally my favorite for really just pounding it in the brain. Sure. Um, and that's, that's basically what, uh, all the, the training is for not, you're not going to have, uh, an insane amount of live time to spar in classes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why a lot of people really love going to open mats, but even at open mats where it's specific, you know, like a lot of people love to go and spar, yeah. you're going to see people drilling whatever they've learned, uh, the past week. Um, sure. And uh, they're just trying to really hone that skill in and just because one of the things about jujitsu, you know, wrestling, you know, it is, of course, very difficult learning the techniques, Mm -hmm. but jujitsu, the amount of technique that there is out there. Mm-hmm. is just insane sure. you're gonna learn something you could probably drill something for three weeks straight and you're a year down the road you're gonna be like wow i can't believe i forgot about that technique i really <laughs> need to start using that one again sure uh it, it just the there are infinite amount of amounts of possibilities for technique in a in one single jujitsu role mm-hmm. uh so uh drilling is really important and uh, as is writing stuff down mm-hmm. uh, one of my teammates I used to train with her at another gym and she's also on my wrestling team she's been a grappler since she was probably 12 13 years old wrestling and jiu-jitsu and uh, she has probably 10 notebooks filled Hmm. with technique that's Uh, pretty cool a phenomenal athlete. If you watch her, it's, it, it, it's truly a joy to watch what she does on the mats. And sure. you, and she's just one of the kindest people too, I've ever met in my entire life. That, that's the one thing that I've, uh, that, that I've definitely uh, uh, noticed too. Sorry. I, I think I cut you off. What's her name? Oh, uh, no, you're fine. Her name's Alex Enriquez. Gotcha. But um, she's a brown belt now. Yeah. The, the people that are really good at um, martial arts are typically really, really, really nice. Yep. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. So when back to mastery, whenever we're we're looking at that, and 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 for you and your world, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, would you say that it's true that um, there are no real masters that know absolutely everything, and the people that are the best at it are really just always in that constant pursuit of mastery? They're always trying to get better. One hundred percent. I would say that unequivocally, uh, especially in jujitsu. I've already seen changes in the jujitsu world in my short amount of time. There are always new techniques coming out. There's always some way that it's evolving. You know, somebody's found some little thing that really works well. Uh, My coach Bruno is always studying, always putting out new content. uh, a, a friend of mine another, uh, that's another black belt is constantly training and traveling, trying to learn new stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been several new techniques that have really taken, uh, take, been taken on by the jujitsu community, like Worm Guard. Mm-hmm. That's brand new within sure. the last couple of years, uh, but it's always evolving. There are, of course, uh, some basic fundamental techniques that, uh, you know, that everybody should learn that, you know, it's always going to be your foundation, but the game is always changing. And if you're not continuously learning, I think you will fall behind. And honestly, I think that's the case for just about anything in life. Yeah, that's true. And so how important is being humble as far as uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and uh, um, trying to master that? uh, It is extremely important. Uh, One, you can be just, a phenomenal athletic specimen and fail miserably if you're not humble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One, I think that's, that's one of the best things about the sport is the humility that comes with it. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can uh, me specifically, I started off as a white belt and I went undefeated in everything. As Mm -hmm. soon as I became a blue belt, that's when the trouble started. (laughs) Uh, And it's one of those things, you know, every single belt that you, every time you move up, you're at the bottom. You're the bottom of the barrel. You have to, you go from literally being top dog at at your rank to being 
the total noob mm -hmm. and you have to humble yourself in order to accept the fact that you need to learn. You've got to work on this. You've got to go back to your basics, all your fundamentals, everything. Um, that and, uh, in jujitsu, there is no one, as far as I know, that is completely undefeated. Sure. You, ha you have to be okay with losing, not only in competition, but in the practice room as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can train as nicely as possible, but at the end of the day, it is a full contact grappling sport. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to hurt people in this sport. Uh, you know, even in the practice room, mm -hmm. if you That's are a stubborn, you're not humble, and mm -hmm. you refuse to tap to some somebody because oh they're a lower rank or oh yeah. that's a girl, you're gonna get your stuff broken. <laughs> How, that Point has ha that has got to happen ridiculously often uh, for you as a female. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I'm I'm particularly nice, uh, unfortunately for my training, <laughs> but. Uh, so I try not to to truly break somebody. Mm -hmm. um, Fortunately for me, I, I'm, I happen to be a lot stronger than I look, so I tend mm -hmm. to take a, a few guys off guard. Mm -hmm. um, but I generally prefer to train with the uh, with the upper rank belts, the guys, sure. because they're very good at training with women. They have no problem being humble, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because a lot of people just really want to a lot of young guys want to prove a point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I go out there and roll with them, uh, I'm sure a lot of girls would probably say the same thing you have to be very selective with who you train with because sure. they're you know sometimes the mma fighters will hop in there some wrestler that just walked off the street will walk in there and mm. you know this girl is you know overtaking overtaking me in this grappling sport and i'm a, a really good grappler what the heck you know mm -hmm. And slam, you know, yep. I've, I've been slammed before. I've been yanked off of the ground by my neck before, all the things. Uh, so it's it's important to be selective with who you train with, especially right before a competition. Sure. You know, you're putting in the months and months of work where you're putting in several hours a day on top of whatever else it is that you do seven yeah. days a week just to have some jerk come off the street and be like, I'm going to break your ankle. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you, that, that, that's very interesting. I've, I've heard that from, from a lot of people, but you also right before that touched on something that uh, um, I think I'd like to ask a little bit more about. And that's when people are on that road to mastery and they're trying to become better at something. And you mentioned it with belt levels. Um, mm -hmm. But sometimes people get disheartened and they might get a little depressed because of a setback or a failure. How do, sure. you, how do you deal with setbacks so that they don't negatively affect your pursuit of mastery? Uh, so for me, I try to draw parallels between jujitsu and my life. Okay. Um, I've had, I guess, the fortune of having a few misfortunes in my life <laughs> and I've had the uh I've, I've had to build myself up to make a few comebacks in my life and i just try to draw the parallels between that and jujitsu you know there are times where for sure you get extremely frustrated You're, you've been working on something or you feel like you're plateauing mm -hmm. and i just have to remind myself that you know what doesn't matter how many times you fall pick yourself back up again mm -hmm. just keep at it that's consistency is everything and i just as long as you keep going, you keep working at it, you're going to see yourself achieve uh, greater things. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's the funny thing uh, about jujitsu is after you get through it your first time, you can really kind of see it. You feel like you're plateauing, you're not learning. And then something happens, whether it's you compete or you roll against somebody that's a lot better than you in your gym. And you that what I'm saying is your progress is made very clear and mm -hmm. you finally see, Oh, wow. I have been making that progress. I have been, been doing the, all of this. I have been learning something. I just haven't seen it in this perspective yet. So for me, it's just, honestly, it's probably going to sound really silly. It's the way I get through is I keep on trucking. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. So, um, what I think I heard you say at the beginning was uh, maybe evaluation and assessment or, or evaluation and awareness, maybe. Mm -hmm. And if you can't evaluate yourself or, or see where this road is going and you're just disheartened or, or, or you're not happy with your progress, then just to be stubborn and to have that resolve of just keep moving forward and knowing that at some point you're going to see the progression. 
yes, of course. Awesome. Um, that, 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 that's exactly it. Sorry. Oh, no, yeah, you're fine. And so I'm just curious, do you, uh, as far as, um, when you're rolling, um, or now wrestling, since you're in that world now, do you, do you ever record yourself and then critique yourself? I do. Uh, we try, especially on my wrestling team, it's a lot easier. Uh, Jiu-jitsu team is a little bit different. You know, you don't travel as a team together and all that stuff. But on the wrestling team, especially mine, mm-hmm. um, we're very much the sort to really uh, help each other, hype each other, all the things. So if there, there's always at least one person recording our matches. Okay. Um, we do try to do it occasionally, you know, individually. I will try and record myself on my own just to see how I'm moving, what it's looking like, all the things. But mm-hmm. the best way to do it is to watch our film uh, of our of our competitions, of our matches. Uh, okay. uh, and we will do that. The coaches will sit down with us and watch film with us. Uh, we were doing it weekly. Uh, by the end of the season, not as much because it, you know, it was nationals time. We were traveling a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching film is a very, very big part of uh, learning about how we're working, what we need to work on and whatever progress we've made or what, you know, like our style, everything, what we can add to, to our regimen, everything. Sure. And so um, I've, uh, something in the professional business world that, uh, that that's, that's where I come from. Um, it's very common to have the um, the mindset of having um, always having a mentor and a mentee, having mm-hmm. one of, or both of those at all times. That one is always mm-hmm. pulling you forward, um, and then one and you, you're always pulling someone along with you, or they're pushing you because you always need to be on your toes um, and and learning and perfecting if you want to be a good mentor to somebody. Is that also similar in the uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu world? You know, I've, I've never heard it put that way, but I, I really like that. And I, I find that very interesting. I'm going to probably think about that Mm -hmm. a little bit after uh, this podcast, but, uh, the same concept. Yes. Uh, you know, there is absolutely no way you're going to get through the sport, either wrestling or jujitsu without Mm -hmm. having a coach and, uh, something I learned very quickly while being in jujitsu. And I was also, you know, teaching kickboxing classes and stuff, uh, one of the greatest ways to learn is by teaching. Sure. Uh, so not only are you trying to regurgitate whatever it is that you know inside of your head, mm-hmm. you have to sit there and re- it's repetitive, repetitive. Re- it's like drilling for your mind. Sure. Because although you know it, your student doesn't know that. So you have to find sometimes multiple ways of saying something, multiple mm-hmm. ways of showing something. So it's just, it's, it's almost like a, a schoolwork exercise where you're just, uh, putting what you know in different perspectives and that really does drive things home for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the fortune of, uh, teaching a couple kids classes at this gym I used to work at. And, uh, even as a new blue belts, uh, it solidified a lot of technique for me. So I do think that that, uh, is definitely a concept that, uh, is the same in, in the jujitsu world as sure. it is in the, the business world. Gotcha. What is your end goal with Brazilian jujitsu? You know, honestly, I don't know if okay. I'm being fully honest. Sure. I know that I am going to do it for the rest of my life for as long as my body will allow me <laughs> yep. to do it. Uh, I do not plan on stopping before I get my black belt. A lot of people, it's not really their goal. I mm-hmm. absolutely one day do want my black belt. And assuming um, that you're, you're, you're there with your black belt, aren't there degrees of black belt as well? There are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they say uh, once you get to the, the absolute end, uh, the, uh, there have been some uh, black belts that put back on their white belts. Ah, start back over. Yep. And that's ultimately where I do want to go. I do love the sport a lot. I think that there's so much that it can teach you about yourself and life in general. As I said, I draw parallels from jujitsu to my life and it's helped me in innumerable ways in my Mm -hmm. personal life. Um, But, you know, I I don't know exactly what is going to happen in my future, but I do want to keep training. I will Mm -hmm. keep competing. Uh, And in some way, I I think that, uh, like I study uh, nutrition and psychology or in sure. psychology and ultimately whatever it is that I do, I want to be able to help people. And I feel like that is something that helps me be as well-rounded as possible. And mm-hmm. that there is a lot, uh, 
a lot that can be done with that with that art with mastering that art even without mastering it i, I think that it's uh, absolutely fantastic sport to put your children in yeah and uh, that I, number one i think that is a fantastic mindset to have so kudos to you because i think the world needs more people that are at least a little bit more selfless um <laughs> and then two um i am definitely so i have a one-year-old daughter and i'm She's definitely going to be that uh, little cute girl on my Instagram with a gi doing mm. little baby jujitsu. Yes, I love it. <laughs> um, so with what we've been talking about today, do you have anything else that you would like to leave with the listeners as far as mastery goes? Uh, nothing off the top of my head. I've, I've mm-hmm. kind of gone around in a, a few circles. I'll probably think of 50 things that I, I would wish I had said. As soon as we end the call. <laughs> yep. Um, but I, I will say that uh, to your last point about your daughter, uh, even if you don't plan on mastery or mastering this art or any other art, uh, I think that one of the greatest things about this sport is uh, even even without that, uh, the, the amount of confidence and uh, awareness that you learn about yourself, your body physically and mentally is mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Um, and I think that one of the things that's great about uh, jujitsu is it makes you want to take that that goal of mastery and apply it to just about everything else in your life. At least it does for me. And I think that uh, I think more people should think about mastery uh, in basic terms and and apply it to all aspects of their lives. Sure. And so, I, I and if if I could kind of sum that up because that's something that I've thought about and I don't think I've articulated or written down anywhere specifically, but uh, we can take martial arts for example, but whenever you're trying to work on something, you're trying to become better at something that is outside of your norm because that's what you were talking about. Even if you don't want to become a black belt or or a six degree black belt in whatever martial art, um, just trying it and doing it on a somewhat regular basis and trying to improve makes your brain work in different ways and that can mm-hmm. help you with whatever your actual profession is. Absolutely. And on top of that, and on top of that, it's a good workout. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's just so much fun too. <laughs> Where else do you get to choke people legally? <laughs> exactly. And, and smile about it. <laughs> exactly. And, I mean, uh, I can't even tell you about it for sure. Smile about it. <laughs> um, so if, if any of the listeners want to, um, follow you on Instagram or message you and say, uh, thanks. They really, uh, appreciated something that you said specifically. Um, how can they do that? Uh, they can reach me on my, uh, jujitsu, uh, Instagram. It is at Emma Masha BJJ. So E M M A M A T I A B J J. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to throw this out there, I'm really, really bad at checking my messages. So if I don't <laughs> get back to them immediately, I apologize. Uh, but I will do my best to keep an eye out for it. And I think you and I just connected because of a comment. So apparently you do check your comments if somebody wants to get in contact with I you, I do. Right? <laughs> and actually somebody just uh, made uh, some fan art for me uh, and posted it like a day oh, nice. ago. They sent me a message. They tagged me in it, but I didn't realize it until they had commented on one of my photos today <laughs> saying, hey, did you check out the, th- the piece that I made for you? Sure. So yes, Comments are always, I do try to look at all the comments. So that's a good way too. That's awesome. Um, So I like to end all of my episodes with asking some offbeat questions um, and feel free to have more than one word answer for some of these. Are you ready? Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Morning person or night owl? Both, but morning. Okay. Um, Coffee or tea? Ooh, coffee. (laughs) What is your favorite way to unwind? Oh, favorite way to unwind, running. Running. That's a really mm. good habit to have. <laughs> it is. That's not always been the case, but I found a love for running that's a few awesome. years back. And it's, yep, that's it. That is awesome. Uh, summer heat or winter cold? Summer heat all the way. Georgia girl. <laughs> <laughs> Hip hop or R&B? Hip hop. Ghee or no ghee? Ghee. Well, I'm so... I'm better at nogi, but okay. I love the gi. Why are you better at nogi? I think I'm just a more physical person. Uh, if I'm not being held down by somebody holding my lapels, I just go, uh, go, go. I love scrambling. So my answer is probably going to change after uh, spending this much time in wrestling. Sure. Uh, but until until uh, 
starting the wrestling season, I was always a gi girl. Gotcha. Uh, I, you already answered this one, but takedowns or pulling guard? <laughs> takedowns. <laughs> <laughs> um, four takedowns, uh, double legs or hip tosses? Ooh, uh, it's always, it's usually been uh, double legs, but I've started really, really picking up on the hip toss fun. I actually just got my first four point throw at my last uh, wrestling uh, match. So really excited about that. Nice. And whenever you uh, transition back to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, is the hip toss more uh, effective than takedowns? Because I assume you're leaving your neck out there a little bit if you do a double leg. Yeah, so the double leg, not as much, especially if you're doing a blast double because your head's supposed to be right in the center of the sternum. Sure. Uh, but I, t I was, uh, it, it was, you know, the end of the season or the middle of the season, but we had a day off and I went and took, a, uh, went back to my gym and was in a gi class and mm -hmm. no one make fun of me online for this. I went for a single leg and my head was on the outside rather than on the inside, which is <laughs> Fine in wrestling, but sure. it is absolutely not in jujitsu because you are going to be guillotined. Yep. And my coach was just like, Emma, head on the inside. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, or you guys must have not been uh, doing any free rolling because uh, you probably wouldn't have got uh, gotten time to be warned about that. Oh, no, he mentioned it after the roll. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so you did get grabbed up. <laughs> oh, um, no. Thankfully, my opponent didn't see that, but and ah, I took him down anyway. Uh, gotcha. But yeah. That was, um, that was definitely a blunder on my part. So um, kind of transitions uh, um, nicely into my next question. So when you are wet wrestling, especially at the beginning, did your mind ever just go towards submissions and thinking, man, I could really just choke you out or break your arm right now if I wanted to? You know, honestly, I thought that it would, but mm -hmm. no, okay. it, I really didn't. Uh, I Honestly, I was, it, it was just a lot. I mean, I just, started wrestling my first season ever and on top of that it's on a college team mm -hmm. there was just so much going on for me that I was just trying to get through the practices at sure. first um, and then it's very different you know we're uh, women do freestyle in college so you're mm -hmm. basically never on the ground unless you're doing parterre gotcha. um, so that yeah during parterre for sure I was like man I could take your back and rear naked choke you <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but at um, the beginning it was more like oh my god try and remember all this stuff <laughs> sure and try to do the right thing yep um so top three grappling competitions that you would like to compete in um EBI would be really cool mm -hmm. um let's see I'm trying to think honestly EBI, I want to win Worlds at some point, though. Sure. IBJJF Worlds. I've mm -hmm. gone a couple of times and competed competed at Blue Belt. Uh, still haven't placed yet, but that's really one of my goals at whatever belt. Gotcha. Um, and then I would like to take a stand-up fight at some point. Okay. So whether that's Bellator, uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't have a preference right now because that's not really my uh, – my discipline at the moment. Yeah. So I'm sure once I get road. more into that, I might, but yeah. Uh, yeah. EBI, gotcha. IBJJF. Uh, favorite restaurant to go out for food in Georgia. Ooh, there are so many. It depends on what I want. I love all kinds of food. So let's say in general on... and you only get to choose one. Ooh. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Cabernet because that's where I go with my my parents, it's not in Atlanta. It's probably 30, 40 minutes north of Atlanta. Uh, mm -hmm. But you can, it's, they've got the regular side. Uh, it's, a, it's a very nice restaurant, but they've got the regular side and the other side is a cigar lounge. Uh -huh. uh, so I'll go there with my parents sometimes and have a cigar with my dad. And that's something what, I really enjoy. What's good there besides the, uh, the cigars? Ooh, there's steak and wine. <laughs> That's a really good pairing. <laughs> yes, it is. Steak, wine, and cigars. <laughs> Place that you want to visit before you kick the bucket. Africa. Ooh, why Africa? Uh, I, you can ask my mom. It's just something I've, someplace I've always wanted to go ever since I was little. I, I love huh. Egypt. I love studying ancient Egyptian culture. I want, I want to go see the pyramids. That's cool. Um, and last question, barring any job that you've ever had in your lifetime, what would be your dream job if you could choose? Superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't asked too many people that question, but that is the first answer that, I, of, of that, that I've ever received. <laughs> hey, from what I can see in the movies, that is a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, and, and it seems to be very rewarding. Like, yeah, the, the benefits seem pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and you already have a good background in combat. 
you should be a, exactly. a shoe in. Yep. <laughs> well, Emma, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciated the, 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 the time that you gave us today. Well, thank you, Chris. I'm super glad you invited uh, me on to do the podcast and it's, it's been a pleasure. Awesome. So that is the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for listening. I really did have a, a great time speaking with Emma, uh, especially because I got to combine two things that I love. Um, I love mixed martial arts and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I love the topics that I, I choose for this podcast. So it was, it was really nice combining those two things. Um, I also really enjoyed the parallels that she had with the business world when it came to mastery and basically becoming really good at something completely immersing yourself in any discipline will, will yield great results and I think we, we, we talked about that here. Um, if you're curious or you think you want to, to, to know more about Emma feel free to follow on follow her on her Instagram like she said um, and if you're interested in more content about being a better professional or a better leader you can head over to chris-molina.com that's c-h-r-i-s dash m-o-l-i-n-a dot com you can scroll to the bottom and then click on the i want free leadership content sent straight to me um, and that will sign you up for my email list and um, i regularly send email content free uh, about um, leadership development and professional development um, straight to your inbox so you'll get that if you sign up and you can unsubscribe if you find out that it's not something that uh, you you want to be emailed anymore so you can also find me on linkedin and if you're able to um, do that, then you'll have access to the articles that I write on there. Um, and if you're interested in reading my first book, which is titled I'm in a Leadership Role, Now What? Um, you can find it anywhere books are sold. Um, and lastly, uh, I'll ask you one favor. If you have a few minutes, I definitely want to hear your, your feedback. You can leave a review about the podcast on whatever platform you're listening through this right now. And, or you can send me an email. And my email address is chris at chris-molina.com um, and if you've read my book i would also love to hear your feedback and your reviews so until next time remember that it's never too early or too late to start your leadership journey or to start investing in yourself through professional development thanks and have a great day